team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ackner and myself, Scott Sweeney. Hello, Scott. Ooh, love that. Uh, what's happening, Hoops? I mean, welcome to our year-end spectacular. Mm. Our last show of the year, which also happens to be our 100th episode. Do you have some, like, crowd fanfare you can play? I do. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a big show filled with... Uh, really big show. Some celebrity guest appearances, I think. We'll yeah, be we sprinkled got a, in. a whole bunch of people in the green room that are just <laughs> clamoring to get on the air. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Seth Rogen. And Seth, give us a couple minutes. We'll bring in. Tara Reid. <laughs> among, among others. Hi, bring me Casey in. Casey Anthony. <laughs> we got a whole cavalcade of stars. They're all here. It's all happening. I mean, 100 episodes. Are we in syndication now? That's how it goes with we TV are, shows. Yes. Is it really the number one hundred? And then they say, "Okay, this is it. Now you can actually make money on this." Yeah, that's the yeah. amount where you can sell it to like TNT <laughs> and just get like a nice juicy payday. That'd be nice. So yeah, TNT, TBS. We'll take you know we're taking offers over here uh, for when we get the video camera. That's a real situation that we will end up on a network. It's a very difficult situation. <clears throat> what the fuck? And we have a 100th episode miracle early. Do we? The mailbag oh. is full. It's true. We did. I got <laughs> on my end, I got a couple congratulations from friend of the show, Good, and also Ooh. my dad. Hey, now. A couple of Boston College former uh, either roommates or pals. Oh. Uh, I'm not really sure how they know each other, but they both, that's their, there are baby boomer listener fans extraordinaire. Baby. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, the Instagram got lit up. I think people are just feeling uh, the hundredth episode. That's nice. Someone by the name of Sub Sandwich Guy, and I think his name's Rob. I need to find out who he actually is because I'm not sure. Hey, buddy. He asked us, "Do you guys like the TV show Lost? I want to hear people talk about Lost." Rye, were you a Lost guy? <laughs> That's not the drop I wanted. Off for the real bang here. Um, not really, no. I was going to be funnier about that, but I got distracted by playing the Bronx Tale clip by accident. I mean, um, things happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I own the first season on DVD somewhere. Ooh. And I remember you and me watching it. That was a great season. It was interesting. And then I, they lost me. It got like too weird. Yeah, I watched it till the end. And when it was airing, it was like, the best show ever. Like, I'd never been more into a show. But that last season, and particularly that last episode, really just soured me on the whole thing. And now every time someone brings up Lost, I usually just, like, get angry. Because they, um, yeah, they kind of fucked it up. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. It's Lost is one of those shows that is a very interesting concept. They... You know, I like the idea of the island and the island is it, you know, the show is the island. Yeah, and they like doled out the mysteries like so slowly. Like, I don't know. It's just when it was airing, I was like, Ooh, give me more of this. Give me like, what's going on? And then when they answered it, it was like, oh, that was that was stupid. How's Matthew Fox doing? I mean, he's probably like 
preparing some sort of Party of Five reboot <laughs> for Freeform. Oof. But friend of the show, Dan, also asked us, our what's our favorite movie we've ever covered on the pod? Which is A Tall Order. I couldn't really think of one. That's a really tough question, actually. Um, and you asked me prior. I knew this was going into this. Um, I might say Cats. What do you think? <laughs> we had a lot of fun covering Cats. I yeah. never watched it. I'll say a lot of people seem to respond to our King of Staten Island review. I remember a lot of people saying that was a, a hot one. So I'll say um, that one. That was a fun review. Even though the movie wasn't like, certainly wasn't the favorite movie we've ever covered um, on the program. Let me get back to you on that one. That's yeah. actually, I got to dig deeper. This is like you making a list. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler asked us, which actress would you most want to give kisses to? Great question. Octavia Spencer. Definitely. <laughs> Shit, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> Couple ma heads. I mean, truth, truly though. Um, I love a good indie babe, as the fans might know. Like a nice Imogen Poots, a nice. Uh, lead with her. Interesting. She's good. I have a whole uh, bunch of them. <laughs> the list. The list is real. <laughs> Let's um, unveil the list here on the program. I mean, just because I saw her in Wonder Woman yesterday, that Gal Gadot... She's looking good. She is. She's looking good. She's a bit of a surfboard, but she's looking good. She's such a big... One of those like, incels down in a basement criticizing <laughs> really attractive women who we will never have access to yeah. out of nothing but spite. Love it. What do you like about it? And also Anna Darmus, girlfriend of the show. Florence Pugh is Ooh. one of our... I'm just trying to do Pew our Pew. mutual gals. Mm. Aubrey Plaza is one of mine, I guess. Good girl. She's a good one. Um, yeah, we'll smooch all of them. Probably like Jessica Simpson Ooh. in 1997, which is, I was just using that as a tease because I have a Jessica Simpson story coming up. I don't even actually think I would have picked her in the time of her prime when Nick Lachey was with her. Did they have a kid? I don't think I'm so. I'm off topic. Go back to the, the questions. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Sean Patrick... Oh. Parsnips posits, if Die Hard is categorized as a Christmas movie, shouldn't Lethal Weapon be also? No. See, I think Die Hard is also not a Christmas movie. How about that? This is one of those topics that I don't even like to touch because it's such like a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And no one will ever like buckle. Like anyone who's talking about is Die Hard a Christmas movie like has a, a stone cold, unbreakable take. And it's always just... Die Hard with a Vengeance is a Christmas movie, is my hot take. Ooh. McLean? I mean, Lethal Weapon's a Shane Black movie. You all racist of his, melon farmer? All of his movies take place around Christmas. That's like his thing. So I think Lethal Weapon is definitely a quote-unquote Christmas movie. Ho, ho, ho. But, um, yeah. That's all the questions? Yeah. We should do a question thing more frequently. I think it's easier for people to chime in rather than write an entire email to enough the podcast at gmail.com which is also still possible there it is you want to get into the news yeah i mean while we're talking christmas mm. we get some christmas miracles here i think uh a new kevin spacey christmas eve video dropped i was actually like looking at his tweets he hasn't tweeted since this time last year or on christmas eve I was like waiting for it. 
Like setting an alert for the Kevin Spacey tweet. This is as loud as it is. It's him going, what would Christmas Eve be? Like I'm half in my House of Cards character. Listen, a lot of people have reached out to me this past year. Have they? And have shared their own struggles. And my Are you talking about when you raped Anthony Rapp as a struggle, or was he struggling to get away? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Are you referring to all the people, all your accusers who have died under mysterious circumstances? I have to say, frankly, it's also been beyond my... He's such a boring person. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even fun at all. Just the idea of him making a, like, don't worry, it gets better, like, suicide prevention video, while, uh... I might commit suicide because of that video. Yeah, it's just, it's like the only way he even still exists. He makes a wacky video every Christmas Eve, and everyone's like, oh yeah, Kevin Spacey's still out there. What do you know? Fucking ridiculous. But speaking of people like dying under mysterious circumstances, I sent this to you the other day. A producer working with David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who created the Game of, uh, Game of Thrones TV show. Mm. They, a producer on their new show, has been poisoned in an <laughs> attempted murder plot. No good. Which is like right out of Game of Thrones. Fucking, what's the Joffrey. Face? There it is. Poke Game of Thrones is so far in my rear view. Like that's the show that like Kid. I begrudgingly got involved with. You were a Thrones guy. I was, briefly. And it's like, looking back at that, the people that are like, ah, you know, I got nothing going on. I'm going to roar back through Game of Thrones from the top. Mm. I don't think I'd do that for money. Like, somebody name a price. Somebody throw some money at me, and I'll tell you if it's enough. That's another show like Lost, where I loved it, like, the bulk of the run, bulk Mm. of the series. But then they, they whiffed on the last season and the last episode in particular so much that it's just like, boh, I, I don't ever want to rewatch it. Mm. Couldn't touch it. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Speaking of Lost, did you hear um, Sean Kingston got arrested for Grand Theft Auto? Oh, shit. Do you remember Sean Kingston? That fat guy? I don't, but I'm surmising this is one of his hot tracks. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a... Sounds like a Pitbull precursor. Pretty much. Perhaps. It's terrible, right? I'm popping peas over here. Luckily, we have the pop scream. I mean... It's awful. I'm not even going to play it through. What did he do again? I got caught... He stole... I guess... I don't know if he stole the car or what. It's still like... They're still confused as to this. I don't know. I I only read part of the article because it was boring. But I guess he got caught in a vehicle that was reported stolen with a bunch of dough. And like, he was like making a video of it. He was like doing the like Instagram thing. And somebody, they apprehended him and he was arrested. And this is like, he hasn't really been in the news since like 2015 when he fell off of a jet ski and would have put himself into a coma. (laughs) So, so he's got some, he's got some bad luck, this guy. Jet ski accent. Here's another one of his hits. <laughs> While we're on the subject. Oh, this... I needed to give him a better one. Yeah, this one's much doper. I know this one. Were you dancing to this at Rain in Saugus right before the coronavirus hit? I mean, you know I was. Is it Tequila Rain? I think it's Tequila Rain. Yep, I was there too. 
Sean Kingston. Somebody who's white trash and their parents are related. Remind me of those names of those clubs in the North Shore. Reach out. Like one of the guys from Kiss 108. I'm going local now. Is Sean Kingston, does he have like a clothing line that's big? Or am I thinking of some other Sean? Uh, that would thing? be... I don't know, Sean John, the Puff Daddy yeah. clothing line. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Probably. I'm not hip at all. And now the fans know. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, did you see that they're making a sequel to the Disney movie Enchanted called Disenchanted? I've never heard of Enchanted, period. That was that one with Amy Adams and Patrick Dudzy, oh, where she was like a, right. a Disney princess come to life or something. Patrick Dudzy is funny. He's in. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, they're reportedly both reprising their roles. Mm. Now I'm on our words. For Ours at least don't make a funny sound in the microphone. He's in. But yeah, Disenchanted, which I guess is a appropriately titled sequel, but... It's going to be a Disney Plus Ridge, which is pretty much the name of the game these days. It's like all these announcements, like, yeah, this is going to be a, a Disney Plus thing. That's all mm. that's happening. Disney Plus is throwing a lot of weight around. That mm. Bob Iger juice just slamming it down everybody's throats. Like and this, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have 14 new Star Wars movies and TV shows and everything from Marvel eventually will be owned by us. Yeah. They're just swooping in like a black angel of death over the entertainment industry. And we're supposed to just go, isn't this great? Yeah. And yeah, next week I'm, we'll probably have some intel. I wonder how many more HBO Max subscribers like roared in for the new Wonder Woman. I wonder if there's a rubric or whatever or anything to determine that, like, that right now. Yeah. There should be just a ticker so that we can look this stuff up. Yeah. We'll find some intel. We'll report back. Christopher Walken says he has never sent an email. I guess I thought that was worth adding to my list here. <laughs> Why don't you do your Christopher Walken impression? It's not douchey or hacky at all. Just do the whole, do say something about cowbell. I just, huh. see, we're working together. Collaboration. <laughs> Fuck. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't either. That I, like I couldn't do it. Yeah. I guess they added 4 million. Oh, really? Yeah. HBO Max was? This is an article as of... Today, I think. Deadline. I mean, that was a big movie. I could see it bringing some folks No, in. that was actually a couple weeks ago. Wow. Oh. So we, our number, whenever we talked about it, them having eight, it was, we were a little off. They're up to 12.6. Maybe they so, were, that was like in anticipation of the release or what have you. I think that people, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about Wonder Woman 1984 because can't it wait. was so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And spoiler, it yeah, I'm not even like people were. I, I've spoken to because it was the movie that if you were watching movies yesterday, you watched that, mm. and I didn't hear one good thing about it. Can't wait. Yeah, it was a a bid fest. Yeah, it's it's very dumb. Did you see that? Uh, we got a little box office corner here. Monster oh. Hunter, the new Paul W. S. Anderson. How'd that do? Video game vehicle starring his wife Mila Jovovich. Narrowly beat out the Crude sequel at the weekend box office with two point two million dollars. Don't your friendship with me for five minutes. The weekend total for all titles fell short of nine million dollars total. Oh. 
And it's funny how a movie can come in number one at the box office and still like catastrophically bomb. They got to stop running box office numbers at this point. Yeah. I don't, I, for our entertainment purposes, it's great. Mm. But I don't, yeah, I don't see how that's beneficial to, yeah. <laughs> to the creators of the movie. And Wonder Woman wise, like that came out in theaters, even though it's on HBO Max. I would feel so foolish if I went to a theater to watch that fucking goofball movie. But uh, they have said Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig have joined the cast of Noah Baumbach's next Netflix film, which will begin filming in February. Mm. I hope it they do like a dramatically uncomfortable, just full like two minute nude sex scene with Ooh. Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig because she's married to Noah. Hannah. I always get a kick Hannah. out of it when directors do that. Mm. Like, um, I don't know, Alexander Payne was sideways when he had Sandra O oh bent over a bed with THC hitting her from behind. Yeah. Like, to me, that just, that's so, like, not that, like, I like, I get it. But at the same time, you know, like, whatever, who cares? But it's just such a weird, like, I don't know. I get a kick out of it, I'm saying. Yeah, it's good. I'm a bit of a cuckold myself. Ooh. It's <clears throat> a reveal. <laughs> it's big. Speaking of cuckolds, did you notice that uh, Jim Carrey is stepping down as Joe Biden on SNL? I did see that. And are we psyched about that or are we I mean, indifferent because SNL might as well not exist? Yeah, it's about time they do that anyways. Mm. They should probably use someone on their big ensemble cast to play the president on yeah. that silly Can program. you even imagine being on that show and like the two most important roles and the like the sort of like anchor for every sketch is Joe Biden and Donald Trump bits? And they just say, oh, yeah, we're going to outsource both of these to people outside of the cast. Like, just indif- in, like, definitely. Very odd that they did Super that. Super weird. I hate Lauren Michaels. We've talked about this. He seems like a dickhead. He's coming on the podcast what? in a couple hours. Yes. So I'm hoping that we can actually hash this out. But the, the, I read this, I think it was in Deadline, where they said, Carrie's short run as Biden stands in contrast to Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Donald Trump which he played throughout the current president's term in office. Kind of like a little dig like Biden's sort or that uh, Baldwin's been overstaying his welcome a little bit. Ooh. was the vibe I got. Sassy. That's fun. Yeah, I watch... They always put SNL on Hulu, and I watch like the first six minutes of it and then just get like bummed out or fall asleep. So what they do doesn't really matter to me. But I guess people watch it and like it. I don't know. Yeah, that was like big news on all the entertainment blogs, which sort of annoyed me. Ooh. Um, speaking of annoyance, Ariana Grande is engaged again. Hi. To some guy I've never heard of, Dalton Gomez. Uh, he's actually a distant <clears throat> cousin of Gomez from the Adams family. Ooh. Yeah. So she... <laughs> that's, you know, she's become... She certainly has a type. <laughs> Pete Davidson, a Gomez type. That's like the same wheelhouse. That uh, Some people just love to get engaged. It's like their whole thing. We've done this before, and I played the Adams Family theme, and it was this one, and it was awful. You know what this is? It's what? a 100th episode miracle, and the fans love it. I was going to wear my tuxedo tonight as a joke. <laughs> and I knew that would have made you laugh, but tuxedos are so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't even know if this is worth it for the bit. 
You should have. I know. Really would have classed up the proceedings. I thought about because I do have two tuxedos somehow. I think one for my sister's wedding and one for my brother's. Ooh. And I think it would be funny if you wore one and I wore the other for the second half of the show. But like that's a lot of bid commitment. So we'll think about it. Yeah. And maybe we'll have friend <laughs> of the show, Lucy, my girlfriend, take a photo of us hey wearing tuxedos. And I don't know. It's funny. Just think about it happening. You don't need to actually see it. Yeah. I'm having fun. Did you see David Gordon Green, who directed the latest Halloween reboot, which was annoyingly just called Halloween, and he did the next two, Halloween Kills still in on it. and Halloween Ends. He is uh, in talks to direct a reboot of The Exorcist. I guess he's the new like go-to horror guy. Um, is Danny McBride involved? I mean, I hope so. Right? He could write some great, like, vulgar dialogue for when the girl is yelling and puking. You know, the... I was going to quote the line, but it's too vulgar. And I Go feel, ahead. I feel like a lot of... Uh, what is it? Like, I want to smell your cunt? Well, yeah, you, you know the He said, she says. I can smell your cunt. Yeah. <laughs> she a great big fat person. The Exorcist is a great movie. I've only seen it, like, twice. I feel like, and it's been a while. That's one I'm always Should like, I put this song on repeat? Sorry for interrupting there. No, this song's dope. I actually can't believe no one's ever like, actually they probably have, done like a rap over this beat. Doesn't this sound rappable? Do you want to bust out a freestyle for us? You know what? <laughs> for the 100th episode? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> God, that would be so fucked up. But yeah, the. Wow, Jay-Z's here now. Wow. Wow. But yeah, I mean. That'll be cool, though. Him doing The Exorcist. It's a good movie. I like his stuff. Yeah. How many of the new Halloweens has he done? I know he did the most recent. I know you just said this, but like, how many total? Two, and there's one more that they haven't filmed yet, and that'll be like a trilogy. That was. So they say. Well, the, the one that this the there's one that is this finished that was supposed to come out two months ago or yes. whatever and didn't right correct okay that's sitting on the shelf waiting for us to Getting enjoy nice and cold for next fall sitting right next to that book of saw wonder when they'll give up and me. just leak it out onto HBO Max like a fucking failure yeah and speaking of that Warner Brothers are considering moving Dune back to a traditional theatrical release thank goodness to quote preserve its franchise potential. It's because a film that is meant to be seen in the theater. Wow, angst. David Lynch is here, folks. <laughs> this is huge. Naomi Watts. <laughs> Mine's even worse than yours. He's in. You finishing that masterclass? Yes. Twin Peaks, The Return is in the TV guy's corner. Have I noticed you sneaking through a few episodes of Twin Peaks on the Showtime account? You have. That made me die laughing. I caught it. I was like, oh, little Twin Peaks. And then... <laughs> I've been cackling. Every time I open Showtime, I see where you're at in billions. <laughs> you're always like three episodes further than you were the last time and i'm just like ah oh, fuck <laughs> yeah she I, we've been roaring through billions it got it gets to the point where lucy and i try to watch something together <laughs> and it's we almost never line up so usually it's just one of us is suffering and we can both kind of get through billions like i kind of i think i enjoy it more than lucy does but she's she's invested mm. and it's like we were doing this last night like we watched two of the featured reviews and then there was nothing else 
And it got to the point where I was like, how about this? And she was like, that looks fucking stupid. And I was like, all right, fine. How about this? How about this? And we just put on billions. And and then we get we can go through like three episodes. I hate that that's like your new baseline. Like, what do I do? I'll just fall back to billions. Nice, nice <laughs> comfort watch. Uh, Bobby Axelrod. A fucking discomfort watch for Scotty. Speaking of discomfort watches, did you notice that Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio are getting a TV show about their entire family on Hulu called The D'Amelio Show? Oh, The D'Amelio Show. I want to get in the writer's room for this show. Who are the D'Amelios again? There are those two girls. I guess the first one that got famous was Charlie D'Amelio. She's like 16 years old and Hi. has a TikTok channel. And oh, yeah. Is she the like one who Hundreds got, of millions. She got her own like drink at Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Per, yeah. I she remember. is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. And she's the one who got to 100 million followers in one year. It just went through the roof. She has like 40 million Instagram followers, 100 million plus TikTok followers. Wow. Pretty much she can just coast. She, she can make enough money in the next five years doing sponsored ads to never work again for the rest of her life. And she's not even 18. That's what I'm talking about. We I, need to get there. And yet we're down here in my basement. Just Please, the chill zone. Cranking out. Right, the chill zone. I'm sorry. <laughs> cranking out absolute gold that like handicapped guys are listening to seven times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> And we're, we're, we're still waiting for the check. It's going to come. Yeah. Dave Portnoy from Barstool, we, I sent you the demo. Yes. You have it. It's in your hands. The He's fact in. that you're not listening to it and signing us and you continue to focus on things like saving small business restaurants and yeah, you know, trying to get TikTok famous, it seems. I, I feel like there's a better vision for your brand and it's us. I also want to launch my version of him doing the pizza reviews, but it's me reviewing fountain sodas, like outside McDonald's. One sip, everybody knows the... He's in. He knows the whole shtick. I'm going to do that too, but with like hammers, and I'm going to review like getting hit in the head with a hammer until it kills me. Okay, I'm down. One day, as many hits as I can take until I'm dead. I mean, that would get a lot of views. As many hits, everybody knows the rules. That would probably go viral, kid. Did you see that director J.J. Abrams is reportedly actively looking for screenwriters to make a new Superman film? I'm surprised he hasn't contacted us. I think we'd have a great take on uh, on Superman, I the Man of Steel. famously do not enjoy any of the Superman movies, but I am no? a huge fan of the... Uh, Lois and Clark show oh. from USA with Dean Kane. Yeah, you're we're big Kane heads over here. We're we're a, a Kane friendly show. I don't care how conservative he gets, I'm still in. Yeah, Dean Sugar Kane, <laughs> diehard friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's a good take. I like that. But I'm surprised they're even letting J.J. Abrams make another movie after the rise of Skywalker. Like that should have destroyed. Didn't it make a lot his- of money though? It did just because it's a Star Wars movie, but like way less than the other ones, mm. like significantly less. And it should have been bigger because it was like the grand finale, but it's the biggest whiff I've ever seen. And he deserves to never make a movie again as mm. a result, in my opinion. Um, What else? Did you see that John Mulaney relapsed? Ooh, I did see that. I forgot Maybe about sad. that. Yeah. He's a comedian. He was an SNL writer. He now writes for Seth Meyers. I'm new in town. <laughs> I am homeless. <laughs> I am gay. I have AIDS. 
I'm new in town. <laughs> You're going to close with new in town? Classic bitch. He, that is one of the tightest, cleanest, just perfect stand-up hours in existence. That's John Mulaney's new in town. It's on Netflix now if you want to watch it. Mm. So he and I got sober. We're about the same age and we got sober about the same time. I think he's 38 and he got sober at 23 and I'm Ooh. 37. I got sober at 24. So he's actually a little ahead of me. So relapsing after 15 years is actually like fucking really fucked up. Yeah. And it, I read the article and I typically don't feel things, but as we've discussed Ooh. over the last few weeks, he's back. Sans Lexapro. I'm a pussy again. He's so back. if you're looking to kick my ass, now's the time. Wow. But I guess Mulaney sort of one quote I wrote down because he's talked about his addiction a lot. He said, I wasn't a good athlete. So maybe it was some young male thing of this is the physical feat that I can do. Three Vicodin and a tequila and I'm still standing. Who's the athlete now? Ooh. And unlike him, I was a tremendous competitor as a kid. No but I did relate to this statement in the fact that. You always have the makings of a varsity athlete. <laughs> I appreciate that, Junior. <laughs> For me, for me at that age too, of that, like when you're 16, 17, 18, you remember high school and the way that that's sort of like how you get, it's sort of how you decide the way that you're going to use substances is the way I, like some people will have a beer and that's the end. And then some people that becomes their entire identity. Mm. For me, it was sort of, I always wanted to feel like I was a badass in some way. And it was like doing a lot of drinking and drugs and then driving drunk and whatever else is like the craziest stuff you could do mm. made me feel like I had balls. So it was funny to hear this from someone else. Like I'd never really put it into words before of like why it felt like I needed to do more, be more fat, go longer than everybody else. But it makes sense. Yeah, that's why it's great when someone like goes out on a limb with like a weird mm. reveal, and it's like, oh, I thought that. I found that very relatable. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. But at, that's at the same time, it was really sad that that he he's back in rehab. It was alcohol and coke, I guess. So oh, he's a coke guy. Coke guy. I don't think I saw that part. Which is weird because he like has a wife and a kid now and a French bulldog similar Ooh. to myself, and I think that uh, he's going to be okay. Typically, yeah. as they say, relapse is a part of recovery. So. All the best to John. I'm not even making a joke about it, but... Yeah, I like him. All his stand-ups are funny. Mm. I love the fucking... Oh, hello? Yeah. Was it... What are their names? Gil and... Gil and... Uh, George. George, G yeah. Gil Faison and George St. Geekland. Charmed, Good duo. Charmed, I'm sure. All of it is on Vimeo. I don't know if they've ever migrated it over to YouTube, but it was also on the Kroll show on Comedy Central, but on the Kroll show, they watered it down quite a bit. It wasn't as funny. Yeah, they also did that Broadway, they did like a whole run right. on actual Broadway, and they filmed it for Netflix, and it's kind of funny, but it's way too long, and like, I don't know, it's got some stuff. Mm. Well, but um, We're pulling for you, buddy. Yes. Johnny Boy, did you see a Sex and the City reboot is in the early works? At HBO Max. Oh. HBO Max is pulling everything they can out of the woodwork. Well, now that I'm here, Scott, perhaps we could have sex. Oh my goodness, Samantha. Uh, Kim Cattrall has entered the studio. Mm. She's looking very I can soft. see the outline of your DI through your <laughs> pants. Oh my goodness, Kim, you're being so sultry and, uh, <laughs> and, and seductive. My goodness. I don't know why Jessica Simpson's playing. It's not that story yet. 
Kim, go sit over there with Seth Rogen for a few minutes. Let us get through this story. <laughs> I'm going to be over in the corner seeing how many Cosmopolitans I can finish in the next five minutes. Wow. Jesus Christ. Things are getting crowded. How about a blowjob? <laughs> Kim, things are escalating. And it's another 100th episode miracle. My mouth is full of sand. <laughs> oh. Okay. Did you watch Sex in the City? Yeah, kinda. I see, I've never... I've seen, like, scattered episodes. I'm surprised I never got into it. I was always waiting for... Because... That's like everyone's show that they... <laughs> Hold on. Just getting a quick video of Ang to his favorite song for the super fans. Okay. I would have kept going. Yes. Um, now, Sex in the City was one of those shows that it was hard to not have it on your radar, at least a little bit. Mm. But it was... I've seen one of the movies. Yeah, the second movie was real bad. Yeah, Let's that's... watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the hundredth like... episode. We roar in on Sex in the City too. They go to like Egypt or something in that one. I remember seeing some clips, and it's like, what's going on in this? That's the funny thing. They get off the plane, and none of them have had a shower yet. So then, Ooh. when they get into the hotel room, it stinks. Wow. And that's sort of like the whole like denouement of the movie. That sounds good. That's not how it's pronounced. If that was what it was, I would watch it and have mm. fun. But yeah, as far as rebooting Sex in the City, it's just like, here's an idea. Why don't you make something new? What do you think of that, HBO Max? I'm interested. Oh, shit, Samantha's back. And she's still very sultry. Very powerful. Uh, Kirk Cameron and Christmas Carolers <laughs> flaunted COVID mask rules, social distancing, and had like a... A huge caroling event at Ventura County Mall amid surges in that very particular area. Kirk Cameron always in the news. He's for... the best, dude. <laughs> like, what was he? Um... He's the best, worst dude ever. Yeah, he, he's like... extremely... Re- for those that don't remember, he was on uh, Family Ties. No, Whole House? Fo- no, no, no. Kirk Cameron. Holy shit. I think he was Stephanie's boyfriend on Full House. No, that's the kid from... I gotta look this... It's Family Ties, I'm almost positive. Yeah, let's look up Kirk. I'm probably confusing him with that kid who also did the voice of Aladdin or something. How does Kirk Cameron make money? Growing pains. What a couple of dopes. (laughs) You're talking about Scott Winger, I think his name is. That doesn't sound right, but I'm in. But yeah, Kirk... He's like, for people who don't know... Yeah, Scott Wenger. W-E-I-N-G-E-R. Okay. He's is the kid who, who you played Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kurt Cameron was on that show, Growing Pains, which is an ABC show about just a, you know, like Alan Thicke and a f- bunch of family. Oh, hi. It was like hey. Leonardo DiCaprio's jumping off point. And, you know, I think he did okay with that. And then he came out years later as this, like, religious zealot. Ooh. And he gets in himself in the news all the time for saying outrageous like anti-abortion stances and stuff like that which is the best yeah him and dean kane have probably like teamed up for a a fucking usa original movie that got shelved or something like that love it he's in did you see that it is samuel l jackson's birthday today 
I did. I actually wrote that down too. He said, there he is. Enough is enough! It's my birthday! They didn't put his age in this little blurb that I screenshot here, which is odd, but he's like in his 70s. He's like surprisingly old. I remember when 72. There it is. Mm. Which, you know, he's one of the greats. He's like a joke, but he's also dope. He can be dope. He's just like in that shaft reboot. <laughs> God, that was a fucking turkey. Did we watch that for the show? I feel like we did. I know. That I was did. my favorite thing to review. Yeah. <laughs> That's your number That's one. That's my number one. Shaft 2019. <laughs> because the other one's also called Shaft. Scotty's least favorite thing. But yeah, yeah, you hate that. Samuel Jackson, he's currently the highest US box office grossing actor of all time at five point seven five billion dollars. Doctor Evil's here too. That seems low. I thought it'd be higher than that. See he's That's his total opening weekend gross. Or no, total that... gross of everything. they just Yeah. Yeah, like So how much all of his movies have made in total together? Is five point seven billion? I think so. Interesting. But yeah, the, now that you're saying that, that does sound low because he's in the Star Warses, all yeah. the Marvel movies. I mean, five points. That might mean opening weekends. Yeah, it's probably <clears throat> something like that. This blurb is you, trash. Whatever it is, I, I don't like when it's vague like that. Yeah. I, I don't mean to suck the fun out of your headline, but no, it's just to me, it's like so many of his movies have been so bad, but he's in my favorite movie, so I kind of give him a pass. Yeah. He's That's famous. Like how he is. He's famous for just always working and like kind of doing anything. And when you do that, you're gonna be in some home runs and some duds. Definitely. <laughs> um, Brenda Frick, aka the Bird Lady from Home Alone Two, reportedly spent Christmas alone. And uh, I was wondering why you didn't invite her <laughs> yeah. by Old Pottery to enjoy a Ragu Express. Yeah, if I knew that she was, you know, in need, I would have got some turtle doves and invited her over, like done the whole fucking deal. Do you think she would have rescued you from yes. some assailants in the park? Scott, run! <laughs> you guys at Gaffield Park, she's throwing bird seed at your enemies. Joe Pesci and his gooey gun can't shoot me. Um, Fressa, Fressa. I just I saw that in like Slate or Complex, one of those like nostalgic kind of things where they're pumping it out at Christmas Day, and I was like, why are we even reading about this lady? And where did they get this intel? Yeah, like, she's seventy five now, and she's all alone at Christmas. I thought the same thing. It's just like, why is it? Why am I reading this story? It was such like a nothing. It's like you know the Bird Lady. You you never think about besides the fact that she's in Home Alone too. Like she still exists, and she's in mental turmoil by herself. <laughs> In her apartment. What do you think of that? How does that make you feel? Yeah, exactly. Feeling good. Like, what are we supposed to do with this? I I thought the same thing, because that was like making the rounds. And it's just like... My other favorite news headline is that uh, billionaire Ron Burkle purchased the Neverland Ranch, famously Mike Mike Jackson's ignorant. 90s mansion, where he allegedly Ooh. had some fun with some kids. Wow. That's Being true. ignorant. You're talking about on at his amusement park outside the grounds, right? Of That's course. That's the yeah. fun. Yeah. Nothing like... Nothing inappropriate yes. ever. Thank you. Good. Him yeah. just having sleepovers with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Tying it all together. Home Alone. Ooh. Michael Jackson. Segway. Yeah. What if Michael Jackson was one of the sticky bandits? And or wet bandits? You can't... Also- you can say anything you want about Michael Jackson, and I've died on this hill numerous times. Mm. 
One, he's the literally they call him the king of pop. I fully support that. Mm. Most talented pop musician who's ever lived. Fucking awesome, awesome music. Has yeah. like a hundred hits. Mm. Guy has moves. He was in a couple of movies that weren't great, but you know the Wiz was forgettable at best. Well, but I, outstanding performer from childhood till his death. And I was laughing when he died, but now I'm sad because I feel things now. He's, he's making me feel wow a certain way. He does have a wild amount of cuts. Name someone who has more hit songs than Michael Jackson. You can't do it. Someone, not a group. Latoya Jackson? Definitely. What is she, like a psychic now? <laughs> They're going to say psycho. Probably both. Pale Nimbus White. But yeah, Sticky Bandits was... I just remembered me and friend of the show Dan were talking about they should make a like Joker-esque prequel about the Sticky Bandits and like how hmm. they met and became a duo and got the name actually the Wet Bandits in the first one then Sticky Bandits but the origin story can just be called Bandits this is waiting for a green light and yeah they're both not doing anything right now so I would imagine Daniel Stern would be the most excited. Yes. We can use Joe Pesci's CGI de-aging from The Irishman. We can just transfer the files over for this uh, Home Alone oh, prequel. What a bad movie that was. Us just suffering through it in the theater. Loved um, it. I like that idea. That's funny. <laughs> He's in. Yeah, I'm in. Good. Speaking of famous guys selling their homes, Zac Efron is selling his Los Feliz home in Los Angeles for 59 million dollars it's our third dr evil reference in like 35 minutes so that's great (laughs) (laughs) taking everybody back to 1998 Mm. we'll be taking you back to 2000 later in the program which i must admit wasn't as fun as 97 through 99 not at all but still way better than the current landscape we find ourselves well, in. Well, I'm noticing that every year it gets about 5 to 6% worse. Yeah. <laughs> so then by the time we reach 2020, it's just total trash. Uh, you got any more news? I think I'm um, tapped. News-wise. I think that's about me. it, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah, Jessica Simpson lost 100 pounds. That's why I was going to play that Jessica Simpson. Hi. And then... Did she have 100 pounds to lose? I don't know. How big was she? I guess she got up to it and she was in the twos. Jesus. She was a big she was a biggin. She's come up a lot this episode. Remember how mm. fit she was in that Dukes of Hazard remake that was very bad? I never saw that. But remember Did I like miss out? she had that song The Daisy Dukes and everything? Yeah. yeah. In the video. She was sure. like she got impossibly fit for that. You know what I forgot to do last week? Have a goo. <laughs> Alright, man, I'm back. Another 100th episode miracle is happening right now. Let's get those dicks out. (laughs) Tom Brady, the quarterback who used to be on the Patriots, has turned back the clock and led the Bucks to the playoffs with a dominant win over the Lions. My Lions? That's my team. Yeah. Holy shit. That's it. for the Sports Corner, why don't you stay tuned to the to sports and listen to the rest of the show. And then next time, we're going to do more sports. Ooh. Just stay home and listen to the, the enough podcast and watch sports. Everybody have a happy holidays and good new year. Beautiful. Music to my that, ears. At the end <laughs> is always the best part. That's all the fans leaving. <laughs> They've had enough.
I love that there are people who listen to this show who are actual sports fans, and they're probably just like sighing throughout that whole yeah. little sketch, and that brings me joy. They can tell we're sports guys. I totally know who Tom Brady is and all the stuff he does, and I think it's all very cool. Huge sporto yeah. himself. No um, doubt. <laughs> would you like to do shuts? I'd love to do some shuts. It seems like shuts. where you're angling. I mean... Why don't you hit me? Hit me. With your best shut. I'd love to. My best shut this week is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. The new movie that is Chadwick Boseman's posthumous performance. Mm. Was that um, a snap? That was good. Was that a sequel to Ma with Octavia Spencer? Fuck, you beat me to it. Was, that was your joke? I was waiting oh, to do I'm a sorry. Ma bid. No, it's great that you also thought of it. I think that's incredible. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, like, Ma Rainey? Get her out of here. Where's Ma? Just I'm Ma. sorry, Ma. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie is getting a lot of talk, and it's because he's dead, and they're going to give him an Oscar. People love to nominate someone after they've died for a performance. Did you see that clip I sent you the other day with... Heath Ledger's Oscar win and then it goes around the room and just shows the faces of everyone who lost to a dead guy and they're just like you can see that they're just like it's like Daniel Day-Lewis just furious I mean he probably didn't mind he's too classy for such things I think Leo was one of them yeah, I think the, he thought he was going to take it for Wolf of Wall Street or something that was, was that before, the year that was before Leo won it for the revenue yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. so, so I think he thought it was like they're going to give it to a dead guy <laughs> fuck <laughs> I'd be upset too but he seemed, he seemed okay in it. Like, for what it was, this is just not my kind of movie. Mm. It was, like, very old-fashioned and snoozy and musical. And Viola Davis was on the scene, like, really giving it her all. She's I, going for it? Yeah, she's always going for it. I like her in a lot of stuff. She's always, like... I think she's great, but, yeah, she she sometimes dials it up a little, which I guess I like. Yeah. But it's definitely a thing yeah. with her. <clears throat> yeah, she's like, I can't think of the word. I was going to say hammy, but it's not hammy. It's just like, I don't know. She's leaving it all on the table. She's good. I also shut off Rogue, a new movie on Hulu starring Megan Fox as the leader of a pack of mercenaries who, while on a mission, they get embroiled with like a bunch of lions. Some lions get loose. That sounds dumb. And they're after Megan Fox and this team. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I only watched like half an hour. It's just a stupid action movie where people are shooting each other and getting eaten by lions, but it has no budget, so it looks stupid and shitty. Oh, shit, there's a lion in the studio. I don't know how it got past Seth Rogen and Kim Cattrall, but... I'm an easy one to get past. Oh, fuck. She's here. You can get past me tonight in the guest room upstairs. Wow. I mean, I think My legs are open. (laughs) Hmm... Folks, wish me luck. Is this a new bit? (laughs) (laughs) Just like stealing Jason Siegel's 30-second thing from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm not going to take credit for the Kim Cattrall voice. It's not mine. I have sex with everyone. (laughs) Appreciate you not stepping on me with that, though. You knew. Please. Um, What else you shut? I shut the Midnight Sky, the new George Clooney passion project that he stars in. Directed, I think also wrote. It's like a space movie. 
that yeah. I thought what I did, would... What didn't you like about it, Scott? Nope, don't have a Clooney. Rewind <laughs> this. Sam, delete that. George Clooney is not in studio. But <laughs> I am. Oh, shit, she's still here. This bit doesn't end. But yeah, I love Clooney in general, like acting-wise. He's awesome, yeah. Even though his directorial work has been spotty at best. Good night and good luck. That's like his best. I, I mean, would say... Um, he made fucking Leatherheads and like... Oof. Uh, what's that? I yeah, loved it. Uh, the Ides of March, a movie that like wastes. Cod roping me into that, like, yeah, hey, you love Ides of March too. I was oh, like, no, I don't. It's... I was like, I like those guys, but I don't remember even. I think I watched it and said it was fine. That movie's dog shit, and it wastes like it has a great cast, like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Gosling, and a bunch of good guys, and it's such a political snooze. You no, know it's a good movie, Michael Clayton. Ooh, Mikey. Mm. I like Mikey. Nothing to do with Clooney's directing at all, but it's good. Yeah. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind was his directorial debut, and that was great. Yeah. And he also did that good movie, story. Suburbicon. Did you ever see that? With Matt Damon? Yeah. No. It's bad and weird. Yeah, I heard that, so I didn't watch it. It's from like an old Coen Brothers script that they were like, yeah, we can't make this. And he's like, I'll try. And Oof. he failed. But he just doesn't know how to pick them director-wise. And this movie, The Midnight Sky, it's on Netflix. I don't know. If I actually thought I would like it and I hated it, so I can't recommend it to Where's anybody. The love for me? George Clooney belongs in director jail. Um, what else? And my last one, I I gave I tasked myself with I was gonna watch all three Santa Claus movies starring Tim Allen. You made it through the first two? <laughs> well, I was like, I'm gonna watch these to see if he does the home improvement grunt. <laughs> But like a ho-ho-ho version of that. And then he does it like 25 minutes into the first one. And I was like, oh, good. There it is. And then I just like fell out of love with watching them at all. <laughs> it was like, I I'm done here. That was at the peak of home improvement popularity too when that first one came out. Yeah. I remember thinking he was like a star oh, when yeah. I saw that as a kid. <gasps> when did that come out? Like mid-90s? I'm going to say the first one came out in 97. So I was, yeah, I, I was like 14. Yeah, and that was I was right in the pocket for that movie, and like it's not a bad movie. It's just I actually got molested while watching that movie, so oh. I kind of don't have fond memories of it. <laughs> was it by Wilson? Yes, the fucking faceless bastard. <laughs> um, Scandalous. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought about getting in there and watching those with you, and I was like, I don't. I, there's nothing. I don't like Christmas movies typically. There's really not. Somebody yeah. said, "What's your favorite Christmas movie?" I was like, "I guess Bad Santa," but I mean, even that I could live without. Mm. Yeah, I was all gung ho, and then he did the grunt, and I was like, "That, that's that." Oh, there goes that. Yeah, Judge Reinhold plays like his ex-wife's new husband, Mister so Reinhold's. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Reinhold's courtroom. There it is. So they're like Tim Allen and Judge are at odds, and they have kind of a fun back and forth. But they call me Judge. And also, I was thinking if Tim Allen was a real actor, he actually would have put on the weight to play the Santa Claus mm. instead of getting into a fat suit. What do you think? I miss uh, people actually having a gain for movies. Yeah. It doesn't happen a ton anymore. I feel like Christian Bale is the last guy doing it. I was just going to say, if Christian Bale was in the Santa Claus, he'd fucking put on the weight and like risk his life to play that role. And it'd be no, dope. Lewis, it's not me. You're mistaken. <laughs> yes. But that's my shuts. What'd you shut? I day? shut off The Devil's Candy for the second time with Ethan Embry on AMC Plus Trial. How are you going to shut off my boy Ethan Embry? 
it was i didn't i got about a half hour in and i was like i've shot this before Ooh, that's always you fun. know that feeling when you're like i'm remembering this like you didn't like it was probably like 15 minutes realistic and i was like oh my god i've shut this yeah and this is where i shut it <laughs> so i'm like all right let's just watch it and see what and then i got i watched i watched about an hour of it it's like a movie with a guy who's like a poor artist and he has a daughter and like a hot wife and they live in this like they just bought this big old house in the middle of nowhere but like Classic. this couple killed themselves or killed each other in the house and like it's possessed now and there's Ooh. like this fucked up guy who was their son coming back and it's just it sucks. Sounds pretty standard. It's fucking issue. muggy and dumb and not original. I shut that off and then I shut off um Hunger from uh what the hell is his name? Steve McQueen. There it is. Director Steve McQueen, who did 12 Years a Slave, which is a really uplifting movie if you need a boost this holiday season. Yes, starring Chewy Johnson, one of our favorite actors here at the program. Change your name to Chewy Johnson. It's so weird that Patrice. It's so weird that Steve McQueen's name is Steve McQueen. I hate that, yeah. He happens to have the same name as like one of the most famous actors ever. I hate that, and I hate his movies. Like this movie, <laughs> Lucy said it best. She was like, this is just, there's nothing good about this. It's gross. It's upsetting. It's too loud. There's no dialogue. Why are we even watching this? And I was like, couldn't agree more. Click. Ooh. It was just, there was nothing about it that I needed. Yeah, that's one. It was one... sad and gross. There, there, it's like two guys in jail. And then like Michael Fassbender shows up and he has a bad haircut. And like, just come on. Yeah, like, that's a movie that, movies aren't supposed to make you feel that bad. Mm. Yeah, it's like, I need to have like a little fun. I don't want to mm. like just i don't know sub stories can be a bit much yeah and then i shut off lars von trier's antichrist with um what's his face and then i shut off lars von trier's insert any lars von trier movie here yeah they're all bad man he sucks he's one of the most weird for the sake of being weird directors and this movie a hundred percent proves it. I watched a lot of it too. It's Willem Dafoe and some woman and they're having sex in the shower. And like, you see a penis going into a vagina, clearly not oh. Willem Dafoe's, but like, it's like, what a, do you mean? it's like a shaft shot going in the vagina, <laughs> like was, really artsy me. in black and white with all the shower water coming down. And it's supposed Ooh. to be like sexy and interesting. It's just stupid and forced. And then like their child climbs out a window and dies. And then they both like lose their minds. Yeah, that sounds like the. That's like all his movies yeah. where it's just like everything to the extreme, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, this is like a headache. Right. Just heavy. Yeah, heavy movie. I just no thanks, not for me. I do like that one he made, Melancholia, though. That one where Kirsten Dunst shows her jugs in very classy fashion. Is my boy Robert Pattinson in that? No. What am I thinking of? No. Um. I don't know. He's probably been in a Lars von Trier. I He's done a bunch of stuff. I didn't hate the house that Jack built. But it took me two watches to figure out what was happening. Yeah, that, I meant to watch that. I think that's on Hulu now. Probably. I think it is, yeah. Or Prime. Might be on Prime. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Matt Dillon guy. No doubt. Dupree. <laughs> is that one of my tube socks? Um, that's all my shuts. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break. Let's take a break, baby. And then come on back. And we're going to talk about the best movies of the year 2000. We're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. We're going to talk about Soul on Disney Plus, and then we got a couple of surprises coming. Hell yeah. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.
friend of the show, S. Patty P. Congratulations to the Turkey Boys on episode 100. Here's to at least 77 more. Oh, Sean, thank you for those words. Yeah, that was really thoughtful. Yes. You're a real cumbum. The fans love inside number jokes mm. that only the team gets. That's the stuff they like. But yeah, we just watched, uh, we took a break, watched American Psycho, one of the Turkey Boys' favorite films. Fuff, I'm realizing I don't have any <laughs> American Psycho sounds, which is a problem. Which is surprising because when we were watching this, I was like, I was starting to take notes of the funny lines, and then mm. I was like, there's too many. Like, every scene is just like Bit City, the everything about it. This is maybe the best comedy ever made. Uh, I got to be honest. The ending bored me this time, as we discussed. Mm. This movie has had a spot in my top ten for as long as I can remember. I may be giving it away. Well, it may have just gotten edged out after that, like, 15th viewing. I was thinking the same because, yeah, the end, it kind of falls apart. It just kind of, like, ends suddenly and abruptly, and it gets into, like, some weird dream sequence stuff. It is a movie directed by a woman, and in that case, you can just take away reason and accountability. (laughs) And that's where you have the disjointed, lopsided ending that is... It's, it's it I don't I don't mean to bash American Psycho because it is still it'll always be one of my favorite movies. Yeah, like I every, love it. It's hysterical. Every scene is unbelievable like the business card scene. I was like this is the best scene. Then they're on to like you know Van Patten, they're having their lunch and everything about it is just incredible. But it does kind of that ending is it's is it all supposed to be a dream? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like we were saying, it's like Swingers, where like there's this weird dream element, even more so than Swingers. That's like a Swingers scene. has does one bad scene with it. This is like, it's implied that the entire movie isn't real. Yeah, which I hate. Which a lot of things do, and it's, sure. Yeah, at the end of the day, I just want some. It's like what actually happened. Like, give me the skinny. I just. Yeah, that that doesn't really work for me. The it was all, you know, something that didn't happen and it's a fantasy and Yeah. This was my least favorite viewing of this movie ever. Let's put it that way. Wow. And that doesn't mean oh. I don't like it. That doesn't mean that it's not fucking awesome and that it doesn't I can I can still remember the time when we watched I think we the first time I watched this was literally in nineteen ninety nine on a VHS. Ooh. I'm almost positive. Or no, this came out, that's the whole point. This came out in 2000, right? So I think I watched it right when it was fresh to Blockbuster. Did you ever read the book? I believe I own the book. Let's get into the book corner for a But like other books in the book corner, it's got a lot of dust on it. Yeah. And it's there, and it got picked up. Literally, I have a copy of this book that's probably covered in two inches of thick dust at this point. Did you finish it? No, like, I've always wanted to, but it's just, it's too long. I've seen the movie too many times. I can't read. Let's be real. Reading sucks. Yeah, like, there's also that to consider. We were just talking to Lucy upstairs, and she was trying to get a book on Kindle. And even getting a book on Kindle is complicated. They won't let you do it within the Amazon app, and they won't let you do it within the Kindle app. So you have to exit both, 
open up Kindle in your browser and then download it there and then let it populate to the app. I'm out. I'm, I'm, they've already lost it. Yeah, like, they've already, the money's gone. Yeah. You're a trillion dollar company. Like, I'm trying to figure re- it out. I'm trying to read a book over here. You're giving me like steps. I got to change machines. Like, it's over. You like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, books suck. Reading sucks. This is the end of the book corner. You're a crumb creep. But something I really like about American Psycho mm. is it's very funny and it's not, it's funny on purpose. Agreed. It's not like shitty horror movies where it's like, oh, this is funny because it's so bad or it's so this or that. American Psycho is purposefully mm. funny. And and done well. Yeah. And like, yeah, like subtle and like skewering like Wall Street, 80s, business, people, the whole deal. It's all. And as usual, uh, well. I almost called him Patrick Bateman. Christian Bale yes. Hello. dialing it up to a thousand. He's Just incredible. In really, this. really going for it. Like and he, I he, appreciate him in everything, especially this. Yeah, incredible cast. Mm. Even aside from him, you got Willem Dafoe, our boy Justin Thoreau. Huey Lewis in the news. Chloe Sevigny from the Brown Bunny. The... So that's American Psycho. I believe I own it, but I'm sure you can find it on Prime. Yeah. I think that I think it is streaming on Prime. And I love the whole running gag where no one's ever listening to each other and no one remembers anyone's name. <laughs> like even when he says someone's name to someone, then they repeat it back to him and it's wrong. It's, you know, it's working on levels. And yeah, like we said, the ending is kind of whatever, but I still love this movie. I think it's like an all-timer. It's a and, flick. Yeah. And I was a little let down. I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but I mean I, when I'm given the truth, opportunity bro. to review a film, it's hard for me to not be completely honest. Like of course it's great. Of course it's funny. Of course it matters. Yeah. And of course <clears throat> a lot of other movies have bitten it, especially American Psycho Two, starring uh oh, friend of the show Mila Kunis. Oh Mila Kunis and William Shatner in that that's like one of the worst horror movie sequels which is really saying something god that movie stinks yeah there's really really no need for it yeah but yeah that's american psycho and speaking of great movies released in the year 2000 in the year 2000 we should have got that dope sound effect what's the i don't even know that one remember that conan bit when i see i didn't do conan still don't Wow. Tall freak. Monty's <laughs> at home screaming into his Mazda. <laughs> no! Not Conan. Got him. Uh, but yeah, movies of 2000. We're continuing our series going through the years. Episode 100, 2000, 00, aughts, whatever. Am I still talking? Fuck. But yeah, 2000, you were saying you weren't wowed by the laundry list. You know what it is? Every year, start. we started this bit in 97, and mm. we've worked our way to 2000. This is the fourth one in a row. <sighs> and I'm saying each year has gotten a little worse. Mm. It's fun to... Just a little. Yeah, it's fun to like judge movies through the prism of a year. And be like, oh yeah, that was that year. That I have a top five. Hit and me. then I have nine more. I know. I, I took a good list. I have a decent list. My top five in no order are 
American Psycho is the first one, I guess. And then, I, I, you know, I could put it in order. American Psycho is number one. Memento is number two. High Fidelity is number three. Gone in 60 Seconds is number four. Whoa. And Meet the Parents is number five. Ooh. That's my five. See, I had like four of those, or at least three of those in my top five as well. The uh, American Psycho, obviously. Ba, ba, ba. Just to do some different ones. Wonder Boys. Oh, how did I miss that? Very strong movie that I feel like gets lost oh in the my shuffle God. sometimes. Yeah. There's a I'm adding it to my list now. Th- there's a sight gag in Wonder Boys that's such an all-timer for us. The uh he Michael Douglas is a writer and he has his entire manuscript in his car and then his car gets driven into a a wall, I guess, and then the windows are open. And the manuscript just blows away. Yeah, like his life's work is just thousands like, of pages. Yeah, like unspooling out of his car and just like blowing into the wind. And Robert Downey Jr. is running around trying to catch all the pages, and Michael Douglas just looks at him and goes, "Oh my god!" And with that's a, that's the line with a perfect line delivery, just like a ten out of ten. Like he crushed it. And that yeah, uh, I probably won't get in. I'm also a big Almost Famous fan. I'm a, that's on my list. It was not in my top uh, top five. Great movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but that's just one of those great ensemble dramedies. It's got the music. It's got all the stuff you want. Love that I'm movie. Really rich. Uh, we can't forget that the first Charlie's Angels, directed by Mick G, came we out can. in 2000. Can we? <laughs> we can. Fuck. I think we saw that in the theaters. I mean, I hope so. I hope we saw both. Some of Crispin Glover's finest work. You're coming at you. Charlie's Angels 2, full <laughs> throttle. Right. The, the first Final Destination, which is good, not great. The second one's great. I also had High Fidelity, which I think is the best John Cusack movie. Hot take. It's really the only John Cusack movie I like. Ooh. He's one of those guys it's that even hotter take. I, I'm not really sure... Especially these days. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you never saw the ice harvest? No, in fact, I did with Scott in yeah. Kingston. Whoa. We're probably the only people on earth who saw that movie in the Oh, theater. the ice harvest. Yeah. It's like, I'm surprised oh. we even were able to get tickets to that, considering it was that popular. Yeah. But, I mean, you also got Hollow Man starring... Uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. Which I think is a good movie. It's like completely cheesy and ridiculous, but the effects have aged well. Agreed. I'll give you that. Twenty years ago, but the the two caveats would probably bump it out of your top five. Yeah, like it's cheesy and ridiculous, but the effects have aged well. (laughs) Imagine being the director and you hear that review. It's like, oh, I thought it was cool, but all right, I did my best. I mean, we also got to mention Little Nicky. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for the shout out. I'm hating your list. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking Final Destination, Little Nicky, and Hollow Man. Yeah, classics. Masterpieces. Ugh. That's <laughs> a terrible that's a terrible lineup. Final Destination is I guess like the premise is cool. Great premise. Incredible it's good, premise. It's a good premise. But, like, Devin Sawa never really took off. He was kind of like that guy who died in the 90s. Wow. He's probably beating his wife now. He's probably listening to this episode and thinking, fuck, I thought these guys were super fans. Yo, Devin. Love your work in Little Giants and everything else. Don't listen to Hank. In the Lose Yourself video. Oh, shit. Is he in it? Or 
in the stand video. My bad. Take a stand. Take a stand. But yeah, just to finish, I also had Memento, which I've been meaning to watch again. I haven't seen it in forever. Just take a stand. Unbreakable, which I think is a strong movie. One of M. Night's... Great uh, follow-up or great prequel to Glass. Oh yeah, you're a big glass head. Huge glass head. Fun. And uh, Split. Oof. It's time to take a stand. Glass is like the biggest bummer of a movie I've ever seen in <laughs> the I theater. Did I say alone. I liked Glass? I think that might have been a joke. <laughs> they call you Mr. Glass. I don't think I finished it. I think I was fucking with you guys, if memory serves. And also the first X-Men movie came out in 2000. Is that the one that I got so drunk that they asked me to leave? Uh, no, that was the third one. I think you were cackling at Kelsey Grammer's performance as Beast. I'm going to say X2. Okay. It was the second one. Could have been X2. 06, does that line up? I think that, that was, tracks, no, right? that was the one with Kelsey. That was the third one. Ah, I remember this. You happening. went to the midnight showing. Yeah, and I was blacked out. Yeah, I remembered in the moment appreciating the absurdity of that. Like, like you woke up from, yeah, like you passed out. I passed you were out wasted, in the theater, and then you woke up and saw Kelsey Grammer's Beast, and you started cackling. Oh, Gene, just take a stand. Your power. Yeah, uh, that list. I don't. Did you put Boiler Room on there? <laughs> I've never seen that, but that is a Vin Diesel vehicle. I can't I've... believe you've never seen it. It's awesome. Vin Diesel and Affleck oh, in the shit, same yeah. movie. Wow. Okay, I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I loved it. I think it's on Prime as well. Fans... If, actually, I own it. Just go into my library. Ooh. The Family Man? No? Oh, um... Nicolas Cage? Oh, yeah. That movie's okay. Requiem for a Dream? There you go. Hmm? What is that song called? Like Requiem for a... <laughs> Kincaid falling down a flight of stairs in Pill Guys? Green light. Um, Requiem for a Dream's good. I always laughed. Back in the day, like we were in high school, that was a movie people, like when a party was going on, they'd be like, let's put on Requiem for a Dream. Like the most depressing fucking yeah, that's ridiculous... Yeah, that's not a fucking party movie at all. Yeah. Not even close. That always made me cackle that that was everyone's like fun party go to movie. It's like this is legitimately the most depressing movie ever made. <laughs> this is fire. Let's open to this every week. How much build is it before we get that payoff of that da, da. build? This is the right one, right? Um, did I mention the Battlefield Earth also come out? Came out Crackling O Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> deep tracks, baby. Traffic. I feel like you're a big traffic guy. That... Traffic's good. I used no? to. I used to like it more than I do now. It's not like a. Am I too? Doesn't hold up to repeat viewings, but traffic's good. Mission Impossible Two is what a lot of people say is the weakest Mission Impossible movie. I liked it. It probably is, but it's still good. That just lets you know how strong the Mission Impossible franchise. Get is. Carter. Okay. Um, no? Now you're losing me with your list. You're making fun of my list. You got fucking Get Carter over there? That Stallone remake? Jesus H. Christ. With Mickey Rourke, friend of the show? Hey, how you doing? I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm, I'm in alone. Get Carter. <laughs> For some reason. Um, Gladiator? Oh, yeah. Are you not entertained by my list? Hey, now. Okay, you want to be back with that wordplay. Gladiator, I think, is mildly overrated, but it's a good movie. And And everyone's good in it. Me, myself, and Irene, which we both recently watched. Mm, Strong movie. 
still got the stuff. It's not quite as funny as I remember it being. It yeah. hits harder when you're 17 years old. But oh yeah, it's not perfect. I also hate the whole bit with uh, his three black sons in that movie, where the whole joke is like they're super smart. So the whole movie they're just like saying, yeah, like, I every, just, and it's like. It's a one-no bit that gets so old so quick. When I was watching it again, it's like, they're in the third act doing the same bit. It's like, I fucking heard you the first time. Why are you still doing this? And, and to put that bit on its side, it's like, what's the joke? That because they're black, them being smart is funny? Exactly. Let's joke about that. Like, that's funny because, yeah. like, oh, black people aren't supposed to know words. Farrelly Brothers, you're canceled. Bobby, I'm here. taking back that time I met you and uh, removing it from my good memories because you are not woke. Wow. Fucked up. But yeah, that's 2000. Wrapped and, uh, up nicely with the end of the Requiem for a Dream Summer Overture from the original soundtrack. Ooh. At this moment, do you think we should get into our fucked up featured review of Wonder Woman 1984? Which you can now stream on HBO Max. Or... Does that mean I have to title this episode, episode 100, Wonder Woman 1984? No. We Thank can do God. whatever we want. I want to title it American Psycho. He's back. This movie fucking sucked. And I have a Whew. lot of notes. Yeah. I it took like sucked. too many notes. This movie. Yeah, I have like 14 items written <laughs> down here. And I hated everything about this piece of shit. Watching this felt like a day and a half. So I took so many notes because it was just How many like, sittings? It's just one. I just sat. Oh, you didn't pause? Because we were kind of watching it together, right. and Cod was, so I was, like, committed. And that made me feel like, you know, it was more of a thing. Like, I, one of my favorite things is, like, going to movies on Christmas Day, which we obviously, like, couldn't do this year. But watching a very bad, overlong superhero sequel at home alone was fun, too. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, I... This movie sort of really, really hammered at home that we can't go to the movies. Or the move, going to the movies is a shitty experience now. A nice empty house with a mask on. But it also made me think, I understand why they were just like, let's just dump this on HBO Max. Like, let's stop, like... <laughs> dump it. Yeah, like, we're done here. But yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, a movie that answers the question, what if Wonder Woman was in the 80s? What a wild, interesting question. <laughs> that they barely even explore in any way. Like, I thought they'd hit the 80s stuff a lot harder. They just sort of worked with the clothes. Yeah. And they, the lack of cell phones. Yeah. That was it. They did. I can't even think of any other, like, big 80s bits. It was like a... There was one, like, fun scene where Chris Pine was trying on different 80s outfits, and it was like, I still didn't fully grasp how that made sense. Like, he came back... He's another guy with Chris Pine's soul inside of him. Oh, yeah. They do such, like... Because Chris Pine died in the first movie? Yeah. Okay. And then they, like... He's dreamt back into existence through, like, the magic of this ridiculous plot line. Like, they basically make the movie have this insane plot just so they can make sense of the fact that Chris Pine is back in this movie <laughs> when he died in the first one. It's like, you should have mm. just not killed him in the first one. It's. Uh... I think that they take a lot of liberties with superhero films where they think like, well, you know, nobody who's dead has to be dead and nobody who leaves the franchise has to stay gone and we can bring back. It's not, 
as I don't love superhero movies like I love, say, The Fast and the Furious. Thank so when you. they do stuff like this, it bothers me. Whereas with Fast and the Furious, I'm just like, ah, it's okay that Michelle Rodriguez had amnesia. It doesn't matter. Lady. She's back. It's fine. Yeah. Although we got to give some respect. Gal Gadot is also in the Fast and Furious Familia, in addition to being Wonder Woman. Good for her. Once she gets a boob job, we'll be all set. Oh. I yeah. thought this movie was very campy. It was. Like, that was the first word I would use to describe it. And I was cackling at the title screens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also very, like, low on action. It has, like, a cup, like a highway chase and then one other big action scene. Otherwise, it's like, it's like isn't this, uh, like, an action superhero movie? It's two and a half hours long. It's mostly just, like, a hangout movie with a bunch of, like, weird, boring characters. And also, a lot of the effects and action look, like, unfinished. That yeah. fucking shot of her scooping up those kids. I wrote down the kid scoop. <laughs> that, that fucking kid scoop was unbelievable. It's like, don't these movies cost like $300 million to produce? You can like see the wires. It's, it looks worse than a, a cartoon. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh my God. And yeah, in this movie, she's like swinging around on her gold rope like she's Spider-Man. Patty Jenkins, you horse-toothed bitch. Wow. Um, I, I got annoyed with the fact that they had to shoehorn in the movie, the superhero movie trope where Show Kristen Wiig is the like prospective friend of the main character and then sort of gets cast aside, yeah. aside and like becomes the villain. Yeah, and then she roars in at the end in that cat suit, and she has super strength, and she's bouncing off the walls. Yeah, her thing like she looks good though. Forty seven. She did look rather fit. You know, I'm there. I'm there. But and yeah, I like Kristen Wiig in general. But the movies that she decides to do is just like you're in this playing like a cheetah villain. Why did you do this? (laughs) And yeah, I thought I was like watching Cats. Hers as cheetah looked like dog shit. I. Like, and Pedro Pascal plays the other villain. Oof. He plays like a very like Trump-esque uh, kind of character. How about how they, I saw an article today, like read all about how Pedro Pascal stayed true to the original Wonder Woman comic. I was like, I can't think of anything on earth I'd want to read less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd pick up a shampoo bottle and read the ingredients before I read that article about Pedro Pascal staying in character with the comic books. Shampoo. But yeah, a big thing in this movie is like wishes. Like there's a magical item that you can wish for anything and then it comes true. What would you wish for? A a bit in this moment (laughs) so I don't fucking die. I figured there was no way you'd whiff on that one. I was going to say I would wish for uh, self respect and dignity. Ooh, that's a biggie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll take some of that. And I think you could use some of that as well. Oh, yeah. And then once we have that. Who knows what will fall into place. But yeah, and Kristen Wiig's character, like it happens kind of off camera, but she can wish for anything on earth and she wishes to be like a strong cheetah woman. <laughs> like what? Why? Everything that happened in this movie, I was just like, well, why is this happening? I didn't catch the part where she actually made that wish. What did she say? I want to be really strong. It, yeah, like I think it doesn't. Where'd the ha- cheetah come from? They show her, like, talking to Pedro Pascal and then, like, cut to, like, I'm a cheetah woman. Like, what's up now? With those, like, weird wispies on her face, like, running up and down walls. It just, everything about this movie 
just felt rushed and bad. And they didn't, wasn't the other one four years ago, three years ago? You'd think they would Probably. have been able to cobble together, you know, anything but this. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was like a, I didn't love the first one either, but everyone was like, this is like the new DC classic. <clears throat> Well, it's and like you could say they didn't have much to work with, but, I mean, every set is a green screen, so they could have shot it down here in the chill zone. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. And Gal Gadot is such a babe that I feel like Something. no one even notices what a bad actress she is. Mm. She's terrible. She's awful. The entire movie, <laughs> it's just like she's horribly masking her accent, which is heavy. Yeah, like, I never even noticed before this movie, because she's been in a bunch of stuff. But watching this, I was like, wow, she's just, like, beautiful. She really can't deliver a sentence with any sort of substance at all. No, she's awful. It's like she just has a really symmetrical face. Yeah. It was... I kept wondering how many subscribers they really pulled in with this stunt of putting this out on Christmas Day on HBO Max. Yeah. And then they, I keep seeing, like, Adam Tickets sending out emails saying, like, <laughs> come see Wonder oh. Woman 1984 in theaters. It's like, you guys did this. I'm actually mad at movie theaters. That's how I'm, my grieving Ooh. process of theaters going out of business is going. Interesting. Because I'm mad. Like, that's, I've reached that stage of grief where I'm angry at the fact that they didn't come up with a pivot when Netflix started coming out with, you know, releasing everything digitally 10 years ago. I like it. In 2010, movie theaters should have said, this is something that could catch up to us. This is bigger than On Demand. This is bigger than DVR. It's bigger than TiVo. It's bigger than HBO. Mm. It's going to stick because it's one of those things that you can put it on your phone. You can put it on your laptop. You can bring it on a plane. It's everywhere. We got to come up with something. Mm. Yeah, someone should have had something. Come up with anything. I feel like the movie pass guy should be saving the day right now. Some sort of a dope fucking... They literally made it worse. They said, you know, their only pivot, the only way movie theaters have changed from when our dads were going to see the bridge over the River Kwai together in 1958. Oh, okay. And now, or 1973, whatever the fuck it was. And The only difference is that they made movie theaters that have slightly less microwaved food... And bigger seats that cost four times as much money. Yeah. But guess what? With those bigger seats comes less seats. So mm. they break even. Yeah. And in order to get people to come, because nobody goes to those theaters. If you notice, whenever we go to that theater, there's nobody in it. Yeah. If, the, if it's a packed house, it's rare. It's usually sparsely attended. Yeah. It's usually say. like two-thirds capacity at best. Even mm. the most packed I've ever seen, it, there was always open seats. Yeah. So it's like in order to that you could tell they're overcompensating for the fact that people aren't coming by giving those food vouchers, which makes the food cheaper. So now they're probably losing money because not to mention they're also probably paying people more. They tried to create this like hang environment at movie theaters. Like they turn it into like a lounge in the front of it. And there's like now you can get alcohol, like the Alamo Draft House. And like and like people will talk about People like us who love going to the movies will get a kick out of it, sure, but it's not bringing new people in the seats. Yeah. If you want to get somebody like Lucy or, you know, my sister in a movie theater, you're not doing it with booze. You're not doing it with a bigger seat. Yeah, like that doesn't even like blip on my radar. Yeah, like that place we go to, they have this mm. huge like classy bar. Like I pass it and don't even think about it. I'm like, why is that bar here? It's yeah. just it's very nice, out of like, place. Twenty seven hundred square feet of just wasted space. Yeah. That they renovate every year. 
It might as well just be a wall. It's, like it looks nothing. like an airport lounge. Like, what are we going to go sit over there and like cross our legs and talk about the stock market before the movie starts? Like, yeah. it's I can imagine like a couple of douchey developers sitting in a room at a glass table, somewhat similar to this, just Ooh. firing ideas around. They're like, why don't we put a club in the theater? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lounge. It's a cool groove, a club experience. It's just fucking ugh. So I'm just I'm annoyed at the movie theaters, and now the move is like. The local ones are sending out blanket emails begging us to buy gift cards to a place we can't use, mm. which is insulting. And it's like something a two-man tattoo shop would do. Yeah. And like, then the, the slightly bigger chains are just advertising. And then there's like this like save the cinema, like all these petitions and GoFundMes and like signature, you know, one signature or whatever that like the – it's just everything they're doing is wrong. And it's almost like I don't think I'm going to feel so bad when they start finally closing and closing, closing, like never opening again. I'm going to blame the government. They had a part. They could have bailed them out. They bailed out. They're focusing on bailing out restaurants so that everyone can get fatter and fatter and more disgusting. Perhaps they should focus on entertainment and not casinos. Because this new entertainment package that's a part of the stimulus that's coming is certainly... Not going to tailor to movie theaters, but that's enough of a rant. Ace I guess is I high. got I got irritated because <laughs> so I can fight back. I'm known. I can't You're wait. ordering me out. I can't wait for Trump to turn into like <laughs> Sam Ace's Rothstein and just like open a casino and host a show inside the casino and just do like all of that. Uh, him in the desert, just yelling at Mike Pence. Terrific. But yeah, Wonder Woman 84. Bad movie. I mean, more like Wonder Woman fucking 27 on Rotten Tomatoes. Am I right, folks? Go fuck, again. Fuck, I'm totally not I'll give right. You another, I'll give you another one. <laughs> oh, another one. What about another one? The, uh, yeah, the movie doesn't make sense. And also when we were watching, you kept texting me like, what's going on with this? And I normally have answers. But during this one, I was just like, I don't know. Like, the, the funniest part was when you texted me back and you were like, I'm 30 minutes ahead of you and I still don't know. Yeah. like I was like, oh. You were like, what's going on with great. these wishes? And I was like, I, I'm at the end. I've, I've got nothing for you. Yeah. Don't watch this movie because I don't know anyone. And I've talked to a lot of people about this because it was sort of the buzz. I think I've heard at least four people and they've all hated it. Yeah, it's getting panned. OD hated it. Rian hated it. You hated it. My buddy Z hated it. Brian hated it. Okay, Brian. Lucy, she was with me. Everyone Cod. I, everyone I follow on Twitter hated it. <laughs> uh, so that I just we just added up seven people in our direct orbit. I can't think of anybody else, but yeah. no one is enjoying this. So don't bother. It's a fucking disaster. Like I was expecting it to be at least decent. Like, oh, Wonder Woman sequel. Let's check it out. It's horrible. <laughs> like Giving it two turkeys up. Hey, now. Uh, can we talk about Soul? I'd love to. Quickly. There's not like a ton to say about it, but it was like a cute, fun. Yeah. Do you have a summary? I don't even know how to explain this fucking movie. This is another movie that would have been in theaters in another universe, but they put it onto Disney Plus. Nice little Christmas release. It's this the jacket. Is from Pixar. Who does Toy Story? All those. Everyone knows Pixar. This is an animated movie about a jazz teacher who slips into a coma and his soul goes on like a wacky adventure to get back to his body. It's kind of like the Pixar movie Inside Out, 
but mm. instead of inside the brain, it's like the soul, if that makes sense. Like, fucking. It was cute and clever, like you're saying. Uh, Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx are the main characters. Blast you right out the sky. <laughs> uh, cool groove. I already said that. I really like the animation. Out too, Sam. <laughs> I like the animation style in this movie. I felt like some of it was really, really detailed, and some of it felt lazy. Some of it was like, "That looks like real life. Is this a photograph? Did they really fucking draw all of this?" And other parts are like, "That's a stick figure. Yeah. Why is that so simple?" I know what you mean. I yeah. liked it though. You know when like I liked the cat when like the villainous guy was zapping around trying mm. to find Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and he's like in the street light and then he's like going through all the like cracks of the street yeah I thought that was really cool and like artsy and you know I thought it was I thought it was it was a good movie to watch as a grown man on mm. Christmas and I think it would be enjoyable too if you had kids it's like a definite PG lesson learned kind of movie and we're not really selling it I feel like, but it was, it looked, the, the animation was super well done. It, had it has a, laughs. Yeah. Like I, I definitely chuckled a couple of times. It had a bunch of clever stuff. Like, like when you're in the zone, quote unquote, that's like a place you actually go to. And I don't know, just like cool, like creative stuff like that, where you're like, oh, that's fun. And it was like a different kind of body switch movie. This it made me laugh because I watched Wonder Woman 1984 and then this. Both movies have characters who have their soul in another person's body. And that's like a big part of the movie. Mm. Obviously in soul, but fucking Chris Pine in uh, that fucking sidecar's body. Chris. It's just like, what an odd thing to be in two movies to watch in a row. <laughs> like Good a shot. soul recapturing. But uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score for this movie. Yeah, Lucy noticed that on like Wikipedia or something as we were watching, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And it's great. Like <clears throat> normally he does David Fincher movies, and it's like intense scores. This is him doing like a bubbly Pixar movie score, and I think he nailed it. I thought it was great. But the big question is, did you cry watching? soul no but i believe i wrote down scott is going to cry at this part or i at least acknowledge some part where i thought you were going to cry i mean fans when he gets it all together at the end and he has that like nice experience with his mom and brace it's for not really like a, you can't really spoil like a children's movie yeah. so who cares but brace for a reveal i didn't cry you did not did you well up maybe a smidge But, like, I totally acknowledged that, like, that was the moment where I would be crying. And I was surprised that I wasn't. Because I normally cry at all this shit. Especially the Pixar movies. Like, Wally. I'll start crying just thinking about Wally. But, yeah, it's, um, I enjoyed it a lot. Even though the fact that I didn't cry is a knock against the movie. Mm. That, like, brings it down a half a I was going to say, they... Have all the stuff, all the trimmings to yeah. be a tearjerker for you. I was waiting to cry. I was like looking forward to my good mm. Pixar animated movie cry that I like so much. And Nothing. I, I didn't get to get it. It's kind of fucked up. Oh, well. But it's on Disney+. Plus. Yes. It's definitely worth subscribing for. It's a good streaming service to have too, especially if you have uh, 
offspring in the home. Yes. If you've kidnapped them or whatever. That's some of the, that's the thing what? with some of these Pixar movies though. Like I feel like this movie in particular was like for adults. I can't mm. imagine like a young kid enjoying this movie. They'd just be like, What's going on? Like, what are these souls? Like it's a very like heady weird kind of movie. Bro. I don't know. I dug it. Soul on Disney Plus. What uh what else do we watch? Um about it for me. Oh fuck! I watched this is quick Songbird that fucking oh, Michael Bay. Produced. How did you watch that? Is it free yet? No, I can't pay for it. It was on. Did you drop that twenty? What was no? I didn't drop that twenty. I must Thank have watched God. it on that like site that has like. Sneaky. How bad is it out of ten? It's a one. You should have told me. 10. I would have watched it too. You don't need to. I like, don't want to pay twenty for it though. It's. it's like, what, paying $20 for a movie that you know is going to make you angry, it's like giving away money to get upset, which is basically like what I did to go to college. And <laughs> yeah. But this movie, it has like a huge ensemble cast. None of them are interesting. They're mm. wasting the talents of like Paul Walker Hauser and all our other Bradley Whitford's in it. Is that a bit Paul Walker Hauser or... I think Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. I thought you were fucking with me. I couldn't tell. Well, it's also Paul Walker Hauser. I mean, winning is winning. <laughs> but yeah, the this is like the COVID-19 movie that they shot months ago and it presumes a, a world a few years in the future where it's COVID-23 and like it's just, they're just breaking into people's homes and taking their blood and yeah. <clears throat> It's like the movie Cloverfield. Like, one of the kids is immune, so he's going on this, like, wacky adventure on his bike. It's like that shitty movie Premium Rush with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You bite your tongue. Only it takes place in the world of COVID. Don't say that about my movie. (laughs) Yes. But, yeah, it's terrible. Like, way worse than I was anticipating. And it also features Peter Stormare in a villainous role being all muggy, which... I've never seen such a thing. It really uh, took me aback. Is that cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? But yeah, I think that's um, what we watched this week. I had sort of a wild idea. Okay, I'm listening to you. It's going to take me a minute to turn on the iPad here, considering we don't have a screen in this room. I mean, folks, in the last show of the year, I just want to... Thank you for listening. 100 episodes. Getting a real moment here, folks. What a gas. I'm not giving you anything because you're all worthless. None of you emailed. Wow. None of you donated any money. <laughs> Fuck all of you. If you're listening to this, stop. <laughs> I love that you intercepted my heartwarming <laughs> moment with just like cutting jabs against the turkey heads. Especially Powerful. you, Monty. <laughs> you cripple. <laughs> But yeah, we'll always remember 2020 is one of the greatest years of our lives, especially for movies. Mm. I mean, just the classics we've watched, the times we've had. It's a wow, folks. Wow. Oh, wow. And yes. I would say that 2020 is probably even the best year of my life. Oh, no doubt. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it couldn't get better. All the great 2020 comedy, you know, memes. Mm. And this is 90 Seconds of the Departed. We're back. Really? 
What about the baby? Yeah. <laughs> We're so close and to the end. I was obsessed with the idea of us ending this bit on the 100th episode, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to keep enjoying this for a few more episodes. And then we're going to unleash 90 seconds. Yeah, there's 18 minutes left. Yeah. We're I don't gonna... think we can do that. No, that's too much. And then we'll do 90 seconds of the Boondog Saints or something cool like that. Think about how upsetting that'll be. I mean, the fans are already in uproar. Trey was watching this the other day and being like, I forgot how good of a movie this was, man. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's not actually a good movie. It's actually, a... I didn't even get into it with him. I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, no, it's not actually a good movie. It's actually a really stupid movie. It's a great movie. What do you like about it? Literally everything. If you weren't allowed to laugh at it, would you ever watch it again? Good question. If every time you laughed, you got electrocuted, would this still be a good movie? Whoa. Let's set that up. Like a fun me getting electrocuted. Like a departed torture chamber. Yeah. A clockwork orange, but it's just the departed. It involves lying, and I'm pretty good at that. What I'm wondering is, did he give her a date to listen to the CD, or is she just choosing to do it now? I think she just happened to get it in the mail in this moment, and just happens to be watching it now. My name's Family Frank. I can't believe we watched this movie in 90 second increments. Uh, what a couple of dopes. I mean, that's completely fair. Let me do what I do. You're telling me that was 90? I feel like I was, was. like just hunkering. Might have even been 100 actually, because I was a little behind on the timer. I was closer to 100 than 90. Wow. Hold on, let me get a picture like I like so much the fans know. Do you want me in the photo? I do. The whole deal. Let me get a shot so I can see the picture better. We're in. We got it. Okay. Great. Folks. <laughs> well, you know, funny thing about the 100th episode. Mm. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we made it. No Triple doubt. digits is certainly a milestone. I didn't mean any of that stuff I said about the fans. Mm. Truly. Uh, I value each and every one of you greatly. They knew and you were just having a laugh. Without all of you. There would be no us. Are you having a laugh? So that's been the 100th episode of the Enough Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. My name is Ryan Anker, and I'll certainly be taking calls and emails all week. I know they'll be Ooh. coming in, in in droves after this powerful episode. Yeah, the mailbag was full this week. Let's keep that rolling. Like, that'll be our new thing. We'll always have mailbag stuff. Folks... Follow us, Enough the Podcast, on Instagram, Podcast Enough, on Twitter. Send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. That's enough. Have a go. Have a good one, man.